everyone. Welcome to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Chase Clark, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this journey of liberation and conversation. Growing up, if there was a concept that I didn't understand or quickly dismissed, my family would hit me with a smooth, keep on living. Of course, when they'd say this, I kind of like dismiss it and keep it pushing. Eventually, sometime down the line, though, that concept would come into play and I would fully understand what they meant. I had one of those experiences recently after watching Respect, which follows the life of Queen Aretha Franklin. Totally recommend. And throughout the movie, I was fighting tears, but one particular scene sent me. At the conclusion of the movie, we find Aretha singing Amazing Grace from her iconic gospel album. And interestingly enough, that was the first time that I'd ever deeply understood that song. Now I know what you're thinking. Chase, those are some of the most accessible lyrics possibly ever. And believe me, I know. But to understand, I think I'd have to take you back a couple years. I grew up in the church, which is pretty, which is a pretty common phrase for a black child, I'd say, over 14 at this point. Um, church for me at the time was more like the site of the Antichrist, just because it was so long and so boring. And I was wearing clothes that itched, scratched, and caused major heartache. Major. I occupied most of my time with coloring books and small doll figures and anticipated when I'd have to jump up for the next song because you got to make it look like you're paying attention somehow. Now, this is no shade to the church either. This was just my philosophy. Very young, of course. When 24 plus hours of tithes, praise and worship, preaching, screaming and shouting and letting it all out was complete, I found my joy in knowing that my grandparents would be outside waiting to see me. And at this point, my relationship with God was pretty much based on Whatever my parents told me it was, I knew Jesus was supposed to be my rock. God was a big man upstairs and the Holy Ghost came on people and then they began to scream, fall like maniacs. I'd also decided that I wanted to stay away from that type of life. Overall, I'd give the experience a 5 out of 10. Pity points are in order only because my grandma had killer candy. Things don't really get interesting until about the sixth grade, I'd say, because the relationship was pretty much the same. Up to this point, we'd changed churches because we'd moved houses and the drive was just much too far. The vibe was pretty much the same, though. I was just way more involved in church activities, and I actually made some friends. Shout out to Kaya, Sarah, Kennedy, and down the line, Damani. But again, same vibe, same energy. Sixth grade exposed me to a lot most likely prematurely, and a lot of those things I knew did not align with what I was learning at church. I remember after the first day of sixth grade, I came home crying to my dad saying, those kids are just so bad. I'm on the bus with high school and they just cuss so much. Oh, my poor virgin ears. A few months later, I believe, cut to scene two, where you'll find a very embarrassed Chase and a very disappointed dad. The soundtrack to this particular scene is something to the effect of, you remember when you came home after the first day, you talked about all those kids cussing and look at you. Ooh, what a time. I won't lie and say that I stopped cussing either. And in addition to this, I was on a mission to be extremely mean to anyone who liked me. When I say mean, I mean you look at me one more time and I'm a... Yeah, 
Remember, though, I was a sailor at the time. So, of course, I knew these practices didn't align with my Christian morals, and because of this, I kind of checked out of it. Of course, if you saw me at church during that time, I was there, but internally not so much. This pattern continued and, dare I say, worsened as the middle school years progressed, and the scary part in hindsight was I had no issues with it either. Going into high school, I'd pretty much lost my way in terms of who God was to me. I'd hit him when I ate occasionally and when I needed something that was way too over my head. I kind of drifted though throughout that year and by summer I think I've lost like pretty much any religion or belief that I had left. And if you reference back to episode one seniority which you totally should do and then you should share it with a friend of course you'll know that that summer was marked by a lot of pain, anger, drama, betrayal, etc etc And because I hadn't been very active in learning how to properly do damage control, I just harbored all that pain and took it with me wherever I went. Now, like I said, it got pretty much interesting around the sixth grade. But from here, um, I want to fast forward to that fateful week in March, I believe, when we got the first newsletter back that COVID was going to be an issue but not that much of an issue. If it was not March, please do not remind me. I do not care to remember or go back to that place. Um, By that time, like I said, I was just pretty much drifting through Christianity, going to church, listening half the time, taking notes, but not really ingesting all that it had to offer. And it wasn't really until um, being in isolation and being in COVID that I was like, okay, We really don't have much else to do. Let's just check out these sermons and see what works, see if it even works. So the first thing I tried to do was look up some of these different sermons that were kind of speaking to where I was at the time. And first off rip, the first one I watched, I was like, you know, this is not so bad. This is not so bad. It's crazy what isolation and time to think and slow down will do to you. Um, But yeah, I started checking those out. And the more I listened, the more I watched, the more into it I got. Um, But of course, that just made me think about things even more and become more philosophical in the way that I operated myself. And a lot of the things that, you know, I used to do or the way I used to act, I was like, you know, I wonder how this still applies to, you know, how God sees us and and things like that. So I began doing more and more research and just getting more into it. And I think by the end of quarantine, I was like, this is the life for me. This is what I want to do. And I started really committing to Christianity and and learning more about it, um, finding sermons and things that, you know, really interest me. But of course, like we said in episode one, a story wouldn't be a story without some drama and people wouldn't be people without some failure. So I would love to say that I continued my journey in Christianity seamlessly. I didn't take any breaks. I didn't doubt at all. But of course, we know that is definitely not the case. So over the course of quarantine, I definitely took plenty of breaks from Christianity, took breaks from listening to the sermons. Um, praying even, and I just noticed a stark difference in the way that I, you know, operated 
my life. But during that time, um, I watched this a video from a YouTuber. I think her name is Madison Brown. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but she's a pretty popular commentary YouTuber. Um, and so I watched some of her videos and she brought up this concept of new age spirituality, which is something that I'd caught wind of, um, especially over the course of the couple few months. Um, she brought off a, a great point about how humans are, some of our desire really lies in having something to have close to us, have something, having something to hold or have faith in. And um, how a lot of times in this generation specifically, we just are to a point where we don't want to just follow blindly what our ancestors or what our grandparents or parents have told us. Um, and so that to me was like eye opening because for so many of those months in which I was, you know, following Christianity, of course, that was something that I wanted to do. I'd also heard of a lot of people who were taking this alternative path as well. So I began diving into that as well and was like, you know, these crystals, do they mean anything to me? And do these numbers mean anything to me? It's all very a grandiose, I'll say it's a grandiose concept that I am constantly trying to learn about. Um, so to round it out, the purpose of this episode is not to, you know, say you should be a Christian or you should not. It's not really to persuade your decision in any way. If you would like to and you want to talk to me about it, that would be great as well. But I do want to say that um, my journey in Christianity up to this point has taught me so much just about not so much um, particularly about the teachings of Jesus or anything like that, but it's really taught me more about how to treat self and treat people. So if I had to share anything about my journey up to this point in Christianity, I would say that the biggest lesson that I have had to learn or that I've learned is how to Give yourself the love that God gives you and how that directly in turn kind of um, influences how you treat others and how you treat the world. I think, um, and this is just my personal opinion, if we only adopted those teachings, not so much as a religion, but just as a way of life, I just think the world would be a much happier place. Um, but that, of course, is just my opinion. Um, so yeah, I'm rounding out this episode. I just wanted to drop in and say that Christianity, faith, finding faith, finding purpose, all of these things are things that, you know, are very turbulent at times. And they're things that don't always make sense to me. I'm sure they probably will never will, um, as that has been a journey in, in human history forever. But I do hope with some prayer some faith, um, some hope, at least it'll make sense soon. So that is episode two of the Renaissance Project, a Black Girls Movement. I am your hostess with the most is Chase Clark, and I appreciate you for tuning into this episode as well. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about this episode, I would love to have a discussion about it as well offline. You can reach out to me through my Instagram at the Renaissance P-R-J-C-T. And that is at the Renaissance PRJCT. I'll catch y'all on the flip. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. Want to join the combo? Contact me via Instagram at the Renaissance PRJCT, or you can email me at the Renaissance PRJT at gmail.com. If you feel led to donate, you can do so by sending your funds dollar sign chase ac 
1-800-227-8287 on Cash App. It is not required, but definitely encouraged. That's all from me. I hope to see you next Thursday. Until then, be well. Be well.